Listeners, you're running out of time. That kid's almost over. And you need to tell us what you think before it's on to the next. The first ever all-time podcast listeners pulls on. And you got to tell us what the 10 best albums of the decade were. You got to tell us what the 10 best songs of the decade were. You got to tell us about the most overrated album and the most underrated album of the decade. And your one favorite artist of the decade. Clock's sticking. Welcome to the All Time Podcast, Season 2, Episode 9. We have two episodes left to go, and I'm here with my raspy, jadakiss, sick voice this week. So sorry in advance to anybody that's listening, I am super sick. So, how you been? Fine. Yeah, it's almost, uh, we're nearing the end of the uh, decade. It's crazy. It's wrapping up quick. It's wrapping up Chris, uh, cr- quick. There's lists coming out like crazy. Uh, my list is pretty much done and ready to go. I can't wait to share it with everyone. But 2018. 2018, uh, we go right into it? Yeah, another big, big, big year. It's crazy how towards the end of the decade, it started getting bigger and bigger. Yeah. Uh, the first great album as we've been doing this season. The first one that releases this year is, uh, in my opinion, well, Going through the calendar it was Car Seat Headrest releasing Twin Fantasy Face to Face. It was an album that Will Toledo, the frontman of Car Seat Headrest, recorded as a solo album in 2011 and released it without a label. I believe this is the album that he got super popular with on Reddit and blew up on Reddit pretty much. Um, and he didn't have the resources at the time to record this properly, so he went back to do it now that he's done two proper studio albums as a signed artist. This was his third release as a signed artist now. And it destroys the original, just, I mean, all around sounds better. It's it's a real album, finally. And yeah, it's actually an album that came out twice this decade. So, so he re- went into the studio to re-record it? The whole thing. So how did he record it the first time? It was very uh, rough. I don't know if it was recorded on like uh, like four track or if it was recorded on like tape. I don't know how he did it, but it sounds terrible. Really? Yeah, and it's actually a bonus disc on the physical version of this album. So you can own the original shit. Well, shit. I don't want to call it shit. It just doesn't sound very good. 
But you could, like, if in buying the album, it's a double album, so you get the full version and the the new version and the old version. Did he use, change up uh, stuff into the album where it's just basically yeah, gigs? Yeah, yeah, there's little things that he changes on the album. Like on this uh, song called Cute Thing, he says, uh, he's, he, he says, oh, God, give me Frank Ocean's voice. On the new version, he says, Oh God, give me Frank Ocean's voice and James Brown's stage presence. On the old version, he used to say, Oh God, give me Dan Bayar's voice, the guy from the singer for Destroyer, Walt Destroyer, and John Entwistle's stage presence, the basis for The Who. Oh. So there's little like nods to like, maybe not like, yeah, now that he's a more popular artist, there's things that he, he makes references to things a little more popularly. More people know uh, Frank Ocean than Dan Bayar, of course. That's cool that he went back in and did something like that. He, he kind of pulled a Kanye West when you look at it. He did, but I mean, it's it was an iconic album to him, I guess. It's the one that got him popular, and, and now that he's... Because his last album was in 2016, Teens of Denial, was really well-received. But that's what people discovered him with again. Like, new fans discovered him with that, so... I think he did justice to some old work that was well-loved by, let's say, putting his new fans up to date. If you didn't know this back when it was on Reddit, when yeah. I blew up on Reddit, now you could hear it as a full, as a proper album like you heard in my last one, Deans of Denial, which well, is good. Well, it's crazy how he pulled out an album that sounded badly recorded and people still loved it. Yeah, it was like a small community that picked up on it, I guess, and it was uh, became a cult, uh, cult thing. That's, That's cool. Yeah, very cool. So we have a lot to cover this uh, this episode. I mean, I'm very excited to go into the rest of the episode. Yeah, uh, yeah, there is a lot. Uh, we start like we did, unfortunately, the last two weeks, even yeah, this week. It's uh, so uh, another tragic death. Uh, in hip hop, with uh, the passing of Mac Miller, uh, drug overdose. Uh, till this day, I have no idea. I'm I'm trying not to follow it no more because he's passed, and I think we want to keep it to where he is. But uh, Mac Miller was a a great artist, uh, one of the many artists that grew with the times and grew uh, throughout his albums. His first, his first mixtapes I wasn't into. Uh, his, uh, his first album, uh, Blue Slide Park, Side Park, whatever the hell it's called, I was not a big fan of at all. I remember that being huge. When yeah, it, came out. it was huge when it came out. We used to sell crazy amount of copies at it of it at uh, at HMV, but I just didn't understand it because it was very pop. Mm-hmm. It was like very poppy, very cheese ball. It came out a bit after that Asher Roth thing too, no? Yeah. So like a lot same of time, like same that. time. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah. Actually, it was very like white boy cheesy type hip hop, and I just I wasn't into it he at was all. He's on his Macklemore. Yeah, I guess I think it came out before Macklemore, but yeah, it was pretty bad. So I didn't listen to it, and then he started dropping other mixtapes and started working with like Absol, Vince Staple, Tyler. And his music started to get weirder, but way more musical as well. So he started growing with the times. And his, the album I really got into was uh, watching movies 
with the sound, something like that. I can't remember what it's it's called. Anyways, it's a red cover. He's sitting naked at the table on the cover. That's the first album I really got into from him. And then he started working with uh, Vince Staples, and he produced an album for Vince Staples under Larry Fisherman. Uh, it was a Vince Staples and Larry Fisherman project, and his production, he started producing a lot more too, which I thought was really cool. And he, he started making really great albums, and he was growing into his music and growing as an artist and getting better with the time. So it's really unfortunate because that this year, 2018, he came out with an album called Swimming, which I think is his, probably his best album to date. And you could tell from the one before this, the uh, Divine Feminine, which he was really happy. He was talking about relationships, uh, his family and stuff like that, to where he's starting to talk about depression and coping uh, with drug addiction and coping with life on Swimming to where he dies of a drug overdose. Now, to finish off the passing of Mac Miller, do I think that he did it so where he could die? No. Could it have been a mistake with drugs and stuff like that? Probably. I just think he was heavily into drugs and you could see that in his music, which sucks, but he made his best music like that. Yeah, as we said, like a lot of artists. But uh, it's, it's unfortunate, but I think he was a great artist and I think there was a lot more amazing work to come because you it's crazy to see an artist that you i did not like when he first came out to really growing with his sound and starting to like him a lot more and stuff like that so uh yeah that's another tragic uh passing for a great musician let's move on from death hopefully there's nothing bigger uh so far no we got to talk about an artist that in 2018 a lot of people were waiting for yeah. Uh, she dropped a single in June of 2017, Bodak Yellow. It made a lot of noise. And uh, she followed up with a second single called Barty Cardi in December 2017. And finally, uh, she's going to put out an album. I think she had mixtapes before this. Yeah, she did. She, she had mixtapes before this. She was a stripper before this as well. That It's very key to say. And, um, yeah, in March, third single, Be Careful, and then the album drops, Invasion of Privacy, probably the most awaited, one of the most awaited and talked about hip-hop albums in the later half of the decade. And I think the reason being is because they people did not know what to expect from this album because everybody thought that she was an overnight success. Yeah. A lot of people were like, is she going to be able to sound as great or better than her singles? So we're talking Cardi B. Invasion of Privacy. She was drawing a lot of comparisons to Nicki Minaj as well, which, I mean, it's 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 obvious why. I shouldn't have to explain why. No. <laughs> the female thing, but whatever. Continue. Oh, no, I was just saying, well, but... They're both from New York. The um, she did seem to have a bit like Nicki Minaj was very punch line oriented. Cardi yeah. B, even yeah. though admitting that a lot of the stuff is written for her, uh, just had better flow overall. If you want to compare, yeah. 
So this was not something you liked, and oh, yeah. you're talking to me directly. Yeah, now I'm talking yeah. to you directly. Yeah, now. go for it. I liked it when it came out. I thought it was enjoyable. I don't think it's an album that um, I need to hear all the time, but it's it it definitely was a very important one for this decade. But you're not necessarily into this type of thing, and now you're telling me you really liked it. So uh, go off on that a bit. Yeah. Okay. So I. I'm going to sound like a fucking idiot, but anyways, whatever. I don't give a shit. I don't like female rappers. Um, it, it's You know that. Like uh, I don't like female rappers. It's not because Sean Price told me not to like female rappers. I'm just not a big fan of female rappers. There's the occasional Rhapsody that is good. Raw Digger with Flip Mode Squad. Okay, but like I'm not into female rappers. I think Nicki Minaj is horrible. She has her one good verse on My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, but everything she's put out after that or before that is not good to me. I don't find there's anything there. She, sh- It's very pop, very not to my my liking. So with Cardi B, like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not part of the hype. I don't give a shit. I really don't care. Uh, she's funny. She's cool. Like, I like her. I like the character Cardi B. Yeah. Right, it's like a Snoop yeah, Dogg. Yeah, the character. You, you know what I mean? Like she's like the whole thing about you know changing her all the stuff to bees when they're C's and being a blood, I guess, quote unquote. Uh, being from New York, their her accent, being a stripper, all that stuff, like whatever. I like the character. Now, yeah. I'm not waiting for the music. I don't care about the music. She's on some featureings that I find is cool, but I'm not paying no attention to it. So when it came out, I couldn't give a flying fuck. I listened to it and I was like, okay, this is cool. It is what it is. But I went back to it today and I was just like, this is really fucking good. Like, she has bars, whether it's written for her or not. She has bars. She has flow. Which is the total opposite of what Nicki Minaj is. She could make good records. She is up with the times in her music. She is fun to listen to. Mm-hmm. There, there's more to it when when you're like the singles are are really good, okay. Yeah. But it's it's about the body of work and how it sounds to you in full. Mm-hmm. Like, can you pull up the track list real quick? Actually, I'm gonna pull up the track list. And like, if we go through the songs on this, and I don't want to be those guys where we're starting going through every songs, but the opening track is insane. Like, but but that's that's what I wanted to start off with. The opening track, "Get Up Ten, yeah, is an amazing way to start off your album. If you, if you're, it reminded me of the way Meek started. Uh, exactly. Yeah. What was his first album? Uh, Dreams and Nightmares. With the the the, the, one the that, song for the Philadelphia. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Exactly. It, exa- it reminded okay. me exactly that. Ex- like, it's so you start off your album so well done like that. What what's what's next? Mm-hmm. What what are you gonna get up next? And this is like, this is crazy because this is like New York sound. Yeah. The first song. The first song is way into that New York hip hop. She's from the Bronx. Mm-hmm. This is crazy. Mm-hmm. Then you're going into Drip featuring Migos. Amazing. Great song. Yeah. Great song. Uh, Bickenhead, which I find is good. Yeah, a, it's good a good song. song yeah. Bodak Yellow, which was Had the to single put that on there. 
Be careful was Be careful. more of the uh, pop side. I it was yeah. still rapping, but the, it was more on the pop side. The Best Life featuring Chance the Rapper. It's a cool... Yeah, it was all right. But I like it. <laughs> Look, I like it featuring Bad Bunny and J Balvin. I'm going to tell you straight off the bat, I am a sucker for anything Spanish-oriented. Well, well, yeah, <laughs> we'll touch on those guys after. Okay, but this was a fucking amazing other single. Yeah. Music video. Just radio friendly. Like then there's Money Bag, which I think was great. Money Bag is very good, yeah. Uh, Bardier Cardi featuring Twenty One Savage. She Bad featuring YG. Through your phone, and then the song with SZA at the end. This is a great song, yeah. Like it's a 13 song, 48 minute album of really good music. Yeah. Fun music. Yeah. To the difference of where you, she's going up against. She's being put up against, okay, because that's what's going to happen with female rappers because there's not that many, sorry, but there's not that many, so they're going to be put up against each other, the Cardi B versus Nicki Minaj. Mm -hmm. Sorry, everyone, but Cardi B wins. This is a great album. Nicki Minaj has never put out a great album like this, a good-sounding album like this. I agree. Man, there's not even a lot of songs. You go listen to a Nicki Minaj album, these songs are lacking consistency yeah yeah, it's, and we're not trying problems to problems are mainly filler like if i need to compare cardi b to someone i'm gonna kind of compare her to the more poppy more friendly uh what's her name that ran with biggie uh oh uh lil kim lil kim yeah yeah you know what i mean yeah i see that more than uh... but it's like could could she could she do this that that was the whole point of her album was yeah. could she make an album to sound as good as her singles and she did and she did and it's it's fun because she you find like I feel like she's serious but she's not serious she's having fun with it and it fucking sounds really good it does and I'm not into female rappers but this is a, an album that you know what and if it's on it's on and you know what a lot of the times we're talking to people and. Cardi B has been in the light a lot, right? You know, mm-hmm. for the last couple of years, Cardi B, Cardi B, Cardi B. And a lot of the people come up to me, you like Cardi B? Yeah, whatever. Ah, oh, fuck, she sucks. She's not hip-hop. Why? Why are people hating on Cardi B? Why do people think Cardi B is not hip-hop? Why? I mean, people find reasons to say everything is not something. But People say it about Drake. Like People say it about... That but that's what I mean. That's what hip hop is a bit. It's a fucking thing of calling people out on what they are and what they aren't. Who's real? Who's not? It's annoying. But yeah, it's it's very annoying. But it's like Cardi B doesn't make good music. People are saying like when it plays at my store, there's the Bodak Yellow song that plays. Yeah, and I'll nod my head to it, and people will be like, Cardi B sucks. She's not rap. She's not hip hop. But why? She makes good music. It's it's good music. It is hip hop. Yeah, like. She sounds better than I would say about 20 of those fucking rappers that put out the same garbage or the the, the same sounding songs throughout yeah. their whole album. Yeah, 100%. So we can't be told or people can't say Cardi B is not hip hop. Cardi B does not make good rap music when there's these guys that are making the 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 horrible music. But those are but yeah, those are also just people that want to put stamps on things and 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 make up what's real and what's not so i don't think it matters as to me it doesn't matter as much no i want to hear it on any given day i'll put it on and i'll hear it and if i don't i 
Yeah. It's it's a fun album and I think a lot of people who have skipped over it that listen to hip hop should just go back to it and just be like this is a fun album to listen to. The thing with hip hop I find is that a lot of people want to listen to like like it needs to be heavy, it needs to be intense, it needs to be like If you're into like the really underground stuff, you're not you're often or or into like the very lyrical stuff, all of this stuff is garbage to you. I wasn't that bag out. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Before, yeah, I, so lot, I like early, your, early in the decade. But that's why I find it a bit annoying when it comes to like hip hop. Is just like, and there are the people that listen to everything, which is good. But like, like no one gives a shit if you're too fucking intense that you that you need your 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 you're strictly about bars and like it's music, man. Like this has bars. Yeah, no, it does. It does, but like. What I'm saying is people get very intense about what's good and what's not in hip-hop. It's like, uh, what else could I compare it to? You can compare it to a lot. Know. Yeah, you can compare it to a lot. You know what's fun about this album is yeah. there's sounds from everywhere, too. Yeah. On this, there's like that New York hip-hop. There's the Migos-type sound. Yeah. There's like that. There's a bit of a West Coast on it. And then mm-hmm. there's the... And then like... I'm a sucker for it, but I fucking love that Spanish. Oh, we gotta talk about those yeah. Guys, I, so I love now, that though. like Copacabana type <laughs> music. Uh, massive, massive year for those guys. And look, I'm not gonna. We won't spend too much time on it because we're not like necessarily fans of their entire catalogs. Or, well, I like, like Daddy Yankee, but well, I would say that these are the first guys that are doing reggaeton, quote unquote, pop. In a good way. Yeah. And they're self-aware and they're kind of joking on it. Yeah. But J Balvin has been doing... J Balvin, yeah, he's been doing this forever. Music for... But in 2018, he released his album, Vibras, <laughs> um, which was very well taken. That was, I think that's the one with the single that he had with, uh, with Beyonce, Miente. Yeah. And Bad Bunny had his album, which is fucking great. Um... X 100 Pre <laughs> Which is apparently According to Wiki An abbreviation of Por Siempre Amazing Which is really fun That one has the Fucking Mia song With Drake They made good albums They made good fun Albums that Are kind of Like they're 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 self aware That like this is a very This is a type of music That just sounds Always the same that's fun. They're yeah, they're having makes a, you move. Yeah. yeah, and they also work with Rosalia, who had her album in in twenty eighteen. That was that's fucking great. But she's like she's from Spain, she's not from Latin America, so she has more of that like flamenco kind of pop sound going on. And I'm not even gonna try and say that album name, but that one's really good. What's that song that they want? They want a Grammy for a song, or they performed at the Grammys. J Balvin and Bad Bunny that year. Because uh, they had a song that came out that was fucking huge, that like it was like number one all over the fucking globe. Oh, J Balvin had the song with Beyonce, Miente. Okay. Now they did an album together this year called Oasis. Okay. This year being 2019. But that they performed together at a Grammy, I don't remember. Reggaeton was big, 2005, six. Seven. Remember the dances at our high schools? Yep. It was fucking reggaeton. Sean Paul. Yeah. 
and it's coming back. It's so fun to see that this shit is coming back. Yeah, and it's coming back in a nice, like, it's coming back in a good way. Like, yeah, it's actually interesting. Yeah, because reggaeton, like, there was the artist, like, the reggaeton artist, like, Daddy Yankee and some other scary guys that you would fucking play this music to fight. But, like, yeah. it's coming back in a, in a, in a funner way. And yeah, it's definitely more fun uh, the way it is. But who else was? The, who else is there? There's J Balvin. There's Bad Bunny. Um, there's a couple of more too. My knowledge on it pretty much ends there right now. Pitbull. I mean, look. I think Pitbull's career is getting tossed to the side because of these guys. Let's be honest. I wouldn't even put him in the same bucket. No. To me, he Pitbull was is uh, pop. But these guys are making pop too, so they are making pop, yeah. But it's just like it's 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 nice that I don't have to wonder why this song is always on the radio. No, because it's good. Yeah, for once I find like they're actually doing something a little more creative and different with it. But these guys can kill the charts, kill the radio because yeah. this is what you want to hear. Yeah, this yeah. is, and I'm sure they could probably make songs going forward. Mm-hmm. With so many, like they can with with hip hop artists, yeah, or like Carlos Santana and those type of stuff. But they could like make a lot of music with these people, and it could sound fucking great. Yeah, I wish like the Ricky Martins of the world. Ricky like, Martin's on that Bad Bunny. Uh, album. Really? Yeah, he's back. Yeah, he's on. So the there's Bad Ricky Bunny. Martin. There's the Pitbulls. There's the Bad Bunnies. The J Balvin's. I, Sean Paul came back for a while. He did that song with Simple Plan. What? Yeah, you didn't hear the song with Simple Plan? You mean the song with Simple Plan? It might actually be of 2018. Let's find out. It's it's uh, quite t- bad. Man, like if these guys can make songs with so many hip-hop artists, rock artists, and it could sound super good. Super fun music. Reggaeton has become Oh, no, it's fun 2011. I'm way, I'm way, uh, Jesus way behind Jesus Christ, that. that's seven years ago. Yeah. But yeah, these guys are taking over. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's fun. It's uh, and it's cool to see that they're not so serious, and it's not a. The word that I was looking for, and maybe this is the best way to say it, it's nice to see that it's not a fucking macho genre. No, like no. it used to be. It's not like oh it's, man, it's it less about be. for your cars and just more about a good gang time. members used to like reggaeton. Yeah, music. for sure, for sure. Not, but no. I like that this is 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 going this way, and like Bad Bunny's doing things also like like you see that he's 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 clearly not what this type of genre has represented for so many yeah. years. It's not, man, it's really cool. It's And to get back to the song with Cardi B, I like it. That's a brilliant move on her part to make a song like that. A brilliant move. Yeah, yeah it worked really well. Because she just brought two genres together and it kind of maybe got back on the map because of something like that. Uh-huh. And like that's chart hitting music, that's radio play music, that's club music. Yeah. It's it, it was a brilliant move on her part. And I think it's probably my favorite song on the album. Where to next? Uh well there's a big rap album that's going to come out, an album that we've been waiting for for a long time that wasn't supposed to come out. Oh, yes. And um where the that what five years of wait i didn't i don't know how many years of wait but i know that it's it was it was held back because of the issues he had with birdman yeah and the and cash money records yeah. young money records so we're talking carter five 
finally, Lil Wayne puts out Carter Five. Uh, it comes seven years after Carter Four. Which is very something that Lil Wayne never did in his music career. No. He was very consistent with the way he put out music. Yeah, he was frequent in it. He put out things in between the two. Mixtapes. Mixtapes, things like that. But this was long awaited. And we said in our 20, 2009 episode that when this guy is going to put something out, people are going to stop and run to it. Mm-hmm. And that, sure enough, is exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, double album. Very long. It is very long. Drive. For the, yeah, for what he does. It dragged. But pretty good. Yeah, it was pretty good. Well, I listened to it when it, right away when it came out. I was super excited because I saw the track list. The Travis Scotts were on it. The Kendrick Lamars were on it. This was also his first big release since you've become a fan. Yep. This was uh, since I became a fan after the hiatus of me not wanting to listen to his music and then going back. I was just like, let's see what he could bring out. And... I, I enjoyed it. I Again, it dragged two discs. I don't need two discs. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. It could have been cut short. It could have been cut short, but I was I was really hyped on it. And not because of Silo Wayne, but because of everything that went he was going through for the last couple of years. That his yeah. music was being held. Yeah. And you would, and we Did heard, he almost die too a couple of times? He almost died twice yeah. of uh, seizures. And... I was I wanted to know like like what is what is this project going to be the guy put out mixtapes but whatever we don't care about the mixtapes cuz mixtapes are mixtapes but he hasn't put out an album When you, when you say that though just I don't want to get you distracted but mixtapes are not just mixtapes though for Wayne No but it's a big deal it, it's a Wayne's big deal but there. compared to dedication to and yeah, yeah, no, they're not like, up to that. It wasn't. It was more of like the messing around, little yeah. Wayne. So like, I didn't pay any attention, and he used a lot of auto tunes in his mixtapes. Yep. Uh, that he did with, uh, like, he did dedication five, six, four, all that stuff. So I was like, what is this project? And believe it or not, with all the interviews I watched, a lot of the music in this was recorded right after Carter Four. A lot of it. Yeah. A lot of it. Uh, he did an, uh, an interview with Elliot Wilson where he said he couldn't remember the lyrics to half of these songs because he recorded them so long ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite song on the album, though, is Mona Lisa featuring Kendrick Lamar. And believe it or not, the Don't Cry featuring XXX uh, ten something. Tentation? Ten, 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 something, what's it called? What's his name? I'm just watching you try to say it. Ten- Tentation? Tentation? He died this year also, by the way, FYI, got yeah. shot. But, like, the song with the Swiss Beats, Uproar, very, yeah, very good song. So good. Uh, Let It Fly with Travis Scott. Yeah. You know, it's the Travis Scott feel, but it's very good. It, There's it, another one, too, right at the beginning of the album with uh, a two-chain sample. Dedicate. Yeah, that's good. Very good song. First For, album is, is The first stronger, disc. Yeah, yeah the first, first disc. disc is better than... The second disc, it's long. Yeah. It's going 22, 23 songs. But I think he did a good job. He did do a very good job. Now, is this one of his best? Absolutely not. But I would say it's his best in what he came out with in the last few years. All right. Let's have some fun. Go. Rank the Carters. Rank the Carters. Oh, uh, okay. I'll go with mine. Uh, yeah, okay, but it's probably going to be the same, to be honest with you. Three, 
Okay. Two. Okay. One, five, four. Exactly me. Okay. Three, two, one, five, four. I would you ever do three, two, five, one, four? No, I would one do over five. Hours. I would do two, three, one. Yeah, sometimes I feel like that, but we 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 can't because in season one, two wasn't on the list. Exactly. So we gotta stick to our guns. Wait, now. two was on the list in season one. It was in the it was in our uh, southern episode. Really? Yeah. We have two Waynes in our top one hundred. Oh okay. Yeah. Uh, the southern episode. So then we are allowed to change. But today I would say three, two, yeah. one, five, four. Yeah, but I would say, I would have said a couple of years ago, two, three, one. Yeah, two or, is two is extremely good. Yeah. Two is crazy impressive. Two is he came off like that fucking. What's Wayne gonna put out? Oh yeah. fuck! He just took over the world. Yeah. Type stuff. But this is a. I'm. I'm. I, I like it. It's a. It's really good. And the song with Kendrick Lamar. It was very well done. Very, very well done. And I'm not being a nut hugger biased uh, person. I'm just being a, like, it was well done. And for, like, Wayne to be Kendrick's, one of Kendrick's mm-hmm. favorite rappers. And, yeah. you know, this was super well done. It was like, basically, they were battling each other on the song. Because there's a full story to the song. Yeah, like they're they're each playing like a, a part in the yeah. 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 No, it is it is a good track, and it was cool to see Wayne come back and be, like we said in that episode, able to just showcase, even if it wasn't one of his best albums, just able to showcase and remind people why we consider him that big of an artist mm-hmm. still today. I'm excited to see what else he puts out in the new in the. In the upcoming years, yeah, it'd be it, it, it. Yeah, I think his best work is probably behind him, but like that that thing he did with Two Chains of Collar Grove, yeah, that was good. Mm-hmm. He still got it. He still got it. He maybe just has to shorten the length of the project and get rid uh, yeah. of some filler, chop out some filler, and make it uh, like like we don't need a Wayne over 15 songs like I would like a project of 10 songs from Wayne very mature Uh like if he comes out with another album and it's very mature like Jay-Z 444 Mm -hmm. I would love that that would be cool yeah that would be dope Uh, take a break because I got a cough let's do that and we'll be back yeah we're back from break and we're gonna talk about Astro the biggest was it the biggest was it the most talked about hip hop album of 2018 uh yeah maybe it maybe was. top 3 it was the most talked about good hip hop album yeah uh Travis Scott Astro World long time coming huh a lot of hype a lot of hype i think we knew that this was going to be his next album right after the other one came out yeah uh in between there was the Huncho Jack Jack Huncho with Quavo Quavo Huncho Jack. Um, yeah, so Asher World, obviously the theme park uh, theme to it. From Houston. It came out and we, first off, you always thought 
Travis Scott was very hype. Like it was, yeah. it was a very hyped artist. Yeah, I think I see. Yeah, okay, go. Continue. Yeah, uh, kind of on the same lines as Kid Cudi, hyped. It was trending in that direction. Yeah. Sure. You you remember what I said at the 2015 episode about Rodeo at the end? Yes. I stand by that. Yeah. Rodeo, uh, Bird in the Trap, Sing McKnight. Yeah. And Astro World. What a project. What yeah. a great, great, great album. Yeah, this is where I think he finally um, delivered. Proves his yeah his worth. Well, no, I wouldn't say proves his worth. I mean he's a he's an artist that works hard, but proves that um, he's got content to deliver. And it's 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 well done to the point where the album has a theme to it. The album flows. Yeah. Properly, good guest. Good guest that I don't like as artists on their own, uh-huh. fully. Uh, music to it is just incredible. The way he put the music, you could tell that this guy puts a lot of work into his albums. He doesn't go in there and makes the album in three days and rushes it and just wants to get out. He puts the effort into the album. Yeah, he works hard. He works with different producers. He worked with Mike Dean on this. Yeah. He worked with. He might have worked with Kanye on this. Maybe, maybe not. But he worked with a lot of uh, musicians and artists. I don't artists. think he did work with Kanye. They were not. Well, there was rumor that they weren't on best of terms oh, okay. during this. But well, who was he on best of terms with? Who? Uh, Kanye. <laughs> uh, who was the guy he worked with on the song? Uh, there is the song, however, sorry that he does that he that he um, like the song Skeletons. Where he's like directly rapping exactly like Kanye would on graduation. Yeah. So he's not, whether he's on good terms or not, he's not shy to show like Kanye's uh, influence. Influence, yeah. Uh, he did the song with our friend that you like, Tim and Paula, Kevin yeah. Parker. That's what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. On that on that exact song. Yeah. He worked with our, our other friend that we spoke about a lot in this uh, season. Uh, I'm God. Uh, don't always think you're God. What's the song? Stop trying to be God. Yeah, stop trying to be God. The, were, the guy were, that. I, oh yeah, yeah. Of course, James, Well, uh, yeah, James Blake. Yeah. Yep. Uh, he worked with Drake. He worked with Drake. Which I find this is Drake's best featuring. Uh, it's up there. Yeah. He's ever done. Yeah. Which is my sicko mode was like. One of the songs of the year, let's be honest. Yeah, it was. He worked with Francois. Yeah. On Carousel. Uh, he, he like he worked with a lot of musicians. He put a lot of fucking effort. He did really great music, and it's yeah, and it surpasses his two other albums. It surpasses his mixtapes. It does, and this is where I think what's nice about this album is he puts aside needing to be the rapper, needing to be front and center, and he delivered something that was a really a collaboration with everyone he worked with yeah and these are the type of albums that you got to turn around and say like okay on some songs he's singing on some songs he might rap a bit more these are the type of albums that if you come to find out like he didn't write his verse it doesn't matter nope it's 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 art yeah this is like a body of work that starts somewhere that ends somewhere with a theme this work being put in with a bunch of artists collaborating with him 
Yeah. And if so-and-so told him, say this instead of say that, it doesn't make him a fake. No, absolutely not. And the theme also, like, he puts a lot of Houston influence. Big time. Houston influence, sounds, yeah. music, the DJ Screw. Mm-hmm. Um, what else did he put in there? Like, he's even, like, sampling... Uh, Three Six Mafia. John Mayer's on this album. Yeah, yeah. He, he's sampling Three Six Mafia. He's sampling uh, Goody Mob. What's that fucking song? The, uh, the who's that big? Yeah, like um, he's using a lot of. Five perc- is it on Five Percent Tint that he's doing that? Uh, name me the other songs right around that. No, I think it is that Five Percent Tint. But he's so musically inclined yeah, and done. He did a wonderful job. It's. Mm-hmm. Amazing, and I like you use the word "wonderful" for this because it is a wonderful piece of art. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's his best body of work, I think, so far. Yeah. Uh, as I say, rodeo to me is still a little bit overrated, and I find like now that he's put out Ash World, people are trying to say, "Yeah, but he was good all along." I find that in between, Birds in the Trap was a better body of work leading up to this. It, it showed more a step in the direction he was heading on this. But he found this sound, I find. He did, this. he did. Now, and how many of these albums can he make? I don't know. But he's a good producer. He is. He knows how to pick his sounds. Yeah. He knows how to pick his music. So I find that's really important. What's crazy about this album, and I, and I want to mention it real quick, because we talk a lot about how Start of the decade, the festivals become popular. Yeah. Before this album came out, I mean, it dropped on the day that he headlined, or the the night before. So it, it, it was right on the day that he was headlining Oshiaga here and playing Lollapalooza the day after. No, he 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 was he played the Friday here. Yeah. And the album dropped that day. Yeah. Yeah. And then he did Lollapalooza. Yes. It's crazy because this is somebody that when he showed up as the headliner on the on the festival bills, it was kind of like not merited. If you think of it, like he he had he didn't have enough catalog so far to do it, and then after this, there was the fucking crazy tour that he had. That we were gonna go to. I would have liked to go to that, but it was insanely expensive. Insanely expensive, and after seeing the videos and the. The thing on Netflix, I'm happy I stayed home. It looked overdone. Yeah, it was cool idea with the roller coaster and yeah, the the amusement park in the in the stadiums and stuff like that. But like, it was too much. Again, another massive tour just to say we did a big tour, right? But I wanna I wanna point on something for the album, and we spoke about this when it came out after we listened to it four thousand times. Uh. I find that the album starts off in the day and ends off in the night. Like that's, I find that's the theme to it where it's starting off with stargazing and it's like basically being on a roller coaster the whole ride and then you end off towards the end and you leave the theme park. And you said that you thought it was the opposite where it started at night and it ended up in the day and the, the album ends off in the daytime. Yeah. You still think you still see it like that? You know what I'm saying? Because I find that like, and maybe towards like the R.I.P. Screw and stop trying to be God. The the first part of the album feels like it's very dreamy. 
And then when you hit wake up, it's like he wakes up. It's like a, it's like the day now. And it's more of a, I want to say reality. I mean, I don't remember. I, I, I remember saying that. I remember us discussing that. And I wish I had gone back to it before we spoke about it now. Oh, you haven't listened to it in a while? No, no, I did. I, I did listen to it, but I didn't listen to it with that, with that approach. I didn't listen to it with that approach. I listened to it as just, let me get ready for the episode. Now let's hope. I will listen to it in that, with that approach after this. Maybe I'll circle back to it. Let's hope because artists like this can come out with another piece of work that's like sound the same or just repetitive. And I'm scared for the Travis Scott. Look, it's been, it's only been a year since this came out. So Yeah, and he's putting out something this year, supposedly. Well, he has a couple of weeks left, but anyways, I hope he doesn't, number one. Number two, I think he needs to make this album breed, this being his best piece of work uh-huh. and being one of the Create most... Create a bit more of a hype before what's yeah, next. Yeah, and not, and kind of like, not change completely your sound, but not do the same repetitive stuff. Because when we see a Travis Scott and we see him on a featuring, it's the same repetitive stuff over and over again. A lot of the times, yeah. So... Apparently, it's a, it's, it's Jack Boys with Sheck West and Don Tolliver. Good, it could stay where it is. I'm not interested. But I don't think that's a full album with Travis Scott, is it? I don't know what it is. Anyways, let's let this album breathe for maybe another year. Mm-hmm. Or at the end of 2020, come out with another album. But you need to let this album breathe. This is your best piece of work, and you did a huge tour over it. You do not need to rush into new music. That's the problem with people today, is that artists like this, people want their music every day, different music, mm-hmm. every month. Like, let's relax. All right, so um, the main event, the main topic that we have for this episode is that... It's like a WrestleMania or a Royal Rumble? Well... We could start off with a Royal Rumble and the winner goes to... We could call it a King of the Ring because a bunch of people are going to put out stuff and compete in a way. Okay, cool. I'm just going to say one thing before we start this. Once again, whether the music is good or not, we are challenged to listening to the body of work Mm -hmm. in a new way Mm -hmm. by this artist. Who's starting? Who's taking it? Okay, so if you didn't know, this was another big year for hip-hop. Another big year to how we listen to music and the quality and the quantity. And the quantity over the quality or the quality over the quantity. Right? So at the beginning of the year, you get Culture 2, yeah, which was two quantity discs. over quality. Yeah, two discs. Skipped right over that. And then in the middle of the year, you get Scorpion, which was quantity over quality yet again. Yeah. Two discs. Now that's a good way to segue into what's next. So our... Oh, and Wayne. And Wayne Carter. Carter was, was a good album, yes. But still, again, quality, quantity over quality. Over quality. Uh, so we're talking about our good friend uh to the to the podcast are Kanye West and the way he wants to put out music in 2018 right Steve yep uh so 
Kanye West is going on a, I am going to release five albums in the next five weeks. And all these albums are going to have seven songs each. Right? Yep. Did I say Scorpion was before? Yeah, it's after. Scorpion's after. But I, we didn't know that it was going to be two discs. Did we? Mm, it was rumored. It was rumored. It was rumored, yeah. But anyways, we're going to get back yeah, into... Yeah, 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 yeah. We're going to get back. We're going to get back into Scorpion. So, Kanye West, five albums. Here are the five artists we're going to put al- albums for. Yeah. Pusha T. And Late May. And Late May. Nas. Nowhere are we going? No, no. Kanye. Kanye. June 1st. Yeah. Kid C. Ghost. with Kid Cudi. June 7th. That's Kanye and Cudi together. Yeah. People know what that is. Nazir Jones. Nas. Yeah. After not coming out of an album in a really long time. Here's a fucking Nas album, seven songs. Tiana Taylor. Yeah. As the last one. Yeah. And then a lot of talks about Sci High and Chance, but never came out. Okay. So Pusha T had an album that was supposed to come out this year called King Push. Yeah. That was fully scrapped. Was it not supposed to come out all decade? Yeah. Uh, after My Name Is My Name, it was supposed to come out. King Push is the new Cuban Links 2. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I get it now. Uh, so Pusha T. So everybody went to Wyoming, FYI, to record. They all went to the same place. Even Jonah Hill went. Yeah. <laughs> so everybody went to Wyoming to record. And Kanye produced all five of these albums mm-hmm. completely produced picked the samples picked the music recorded the way he wanted it for these artists mm-hmm. but obviously these artists have a say so Pusha T Daytona yeah Pusha T Daytona okay, so we're, we're starting with the album talk yeah we have to I think we should start in order okay Daytona. Pusha T Daytona yeah comes it's, out It yeah Pusha T Daytona comes out I think this is Pusha T's best album yeah the sampling the way the music is produced is incredible and fits Pusha T's yeah. perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's his best work on his own. I don't want to, I don't want to put it above Eclipse album, but it's, it's damn good. Yeah. The only problem. Okay. You might not agree with me, but I've always said this is, at the end, yeah, I'm wanting more. Well, seven Pusha T songs, okay, for me is not enough, but I love this album. Quantity over quality, yes, or quality over quantity, rather, play it twice in a row. It's what not you, a long album, no, it's what 20 27 minutes, I think, yeah. It's a very easy listen to go back to back. Yeah. And frankly, I don't feel I feel I don't feel like I'm left wanting more. I feel like I'm left wanting it again. So that's that's like a very that it, it, that's a distinction to make is that I don't think I think the the body ends well. Yeah. Starts somewhere, ends somewhere and there's different types of sounds in between that you get that are familiar from other push material. Mm-hmm. The song with Ross, very much like his first. My name is my name. The barcode, yeah. right? I'm not good with the titles of his because they came out shortly in between. But there's a lot of sounds that 
bring you through his music so far. And it wraps up with Infrared, which is fucking just a crazy diss track. Something we love about Push, Push doing. He's a master of disses. And a master of wordplay. That's it. So when that ends, you've gotten every push you like. Yeah, I agree. So play it again. But hold on a second. Yeah. We also have, and I find, the way Kanye produced the first two tracks, and not the song with Ross, which is the third one, the fourth song. Yeah. Uh, come uh, the baby something or the one where, where yeah, there's yeah, that yeah. big sample in it mm-hmm. about the cocaine or the heroin I don't remember mm-hmm. those three songs are very the way Neptune's produced clips yeah, that's what I'm saying you're getting all kinds of you're getting the entire push catalog in such a short yeah body of work and those and and the way Kanye chose the samples it was incredible and the music were just yeah it brought me back to how he, Kanye would produce his or work on his first few albums yeah right? yeah big time it was like back to the graduation back to the uh late registration back to the college dropout sound no, I wouldn't say that. But no, but like the way he was making the music. Um, what I meant sound was like the way he chose his his his, his samples and the, the very like sampling driven. Yeah. Yeah. Best push. For sure. For sure. Best best push. It's 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 one of the best albums of the decade easily. Yeah. And we can't we can't lie about it when we were doing our list for the top of 100 hip-hop albums of all yeah. time we considered it yeah then we said we were going to put lord willing instead of this i i may have put this instead of lord willing yeah personally. you did i put lord willing and i fought for lord willing yeah but this is the best push album there's no there's absolutely no denying that um that said his bodies of work are always short i think he he knows what's enough yeah and what'll he doesn't have long albums no not, never you know? never never his uh the one before this was 36 minutes and the one before that was 40 minutes something like that yeah but now if if king push is gonna come out finally and uh and won't. and we waited this long and now daytona was that good it kind of we'll see what happens it doesn't look yeah. the best but um album number two today i seriously thought about killing you i contemplated premeditated murder are you continuing or I'm just going into it? Um, this was the Yay album. First of all, I don't I didn't like that I called him Yay. But the name of the album is Yay. The name of the album is Yay. Seven tracks. Seven, same again. concept. Seven tracks, twenty seven minutes. And if you're familiar with Kanye, there's always a phase leading up to his albums. <laughs> well now it's the now it's the my mental health is a blessing phase. Worst thing about this Kanye album to me, and I'm going to go directly into the bad. Okay. Is it feels rushed to the max. Yeah, because you're going to release five albums in five weeks is why. And if you're going to make a Kanye West album, you need to put effort into it. Yeah. This I find was just... Yeah thrown together yeah so the last album he couldn't finish and now 
this album he finished way too quick. Yeah, possibly, yeah. No, it's not a bad album. It's not bad. It's not bad. It lacks. It certainly does. I still kind of tend to see this as an EP versus Pushes being an album. Yeah. Which, I mean, if you want to... It's unfair to do it that way. I'm only doing that because I think this is much less better than anything else Kanye's done. But I'm not crazy about it for a lot of reasons. I'm not crazy about the themes. I'm not crazy about... I'm not crazy about the way he addresses certain things on it. I feel like he's missing the point on a lot of things. Yep. Whether he's talking about uh, like raising a daughter. or whether, I feel like he's missing the point on some of the things he's saying. Yeah. He's trying to sound like the good guy. And it's like, okay, but... Yeah. I He, he should have put... Number one, I think this album should have came at the end of all the five. And it should have been more worked on. Uh-huh. Especially of how he was being looked at during this time. Uh-huh. And again, he's a he's a great artist, but he wasn't doing right by himself with putting something out like this. And not knowing what the fuck the album cover was about twenty minutes before the album release. That happened too, yeah. He made his clothing his shirts way before he knew what the album cover was. I don't follow his nonsense of like making people wait up until the last minute. And I've said this to you as a fan since way back. Yeah. I'm not taking this shit. I'm not taking all this hype shit that, that, that people like him doing or people like, like I'm not going to sit at the computer and click and wait for it to refresh with the new Kanye album. How about this shit? Not anymore. For me, it's not anymore. No, 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 no. So, I didn't. I didn't follow that thing about the artwork. I waited for it to come out because I liked what he did with the Bush album, and I was curious to see what he would do with this. When I first heard it, I hated it. I hated this album. Yeah, I didn't like it either. I I didn't I didn't get what he was trying to do, and still now I feel like there's parts of the album that sound cool, but overall, once again, the themes he's he's trying to tackle. He's trying to be woke about things, and he's missing the point. He, so, he, the 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 whole thing about this Steve is, he didn't find Jesus yet. Well, he did because in one of the songs, he, well, on the next album, he mentions that he's always been very, very Christian. And remember, this is the guy that made Jesus walk. So, he's found Jesus, but he just hasn't become his vessel yet. I have nothing else to say about Ye. Me neither. Album three. Kids which, which was better than Ye. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, sure. and this is Kid Cudi's best piece album of... as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And being together with Kanye on this is Yeah. If if Ye never came out and this just would have came out, I would have been happy like that, to be honest with you. Yeah. These two together, finally they make an album together because it's been a while that they've been saying we're going to put out an album together. I think even when Man on the Moon 2 came out, uh-huh. they were supposed to make an album together. I could see that. They've and been, yeah, they've been working together since way back. And with all the mental health issues with Kid Cudi and all this stuff, it was only right that they put out an album. And it's one of my favorites of the year. This was really well done. 
seven songs. Yeah. It was really good. So three albums, seven songs. Anything from this album that you want to talk about? Well, just like the artwork being a kind of a, a throwback to the graduation days, but it has a bit more of a darker tone showing the, I guess, where he is, where he was then, where he's, where he is now. That type of corny shit. But um, I, I do think this album was, it reminded me a lot of the fun that was in graduation. It was just a good time of an album. Yeah. And yeah, there's certain songs that are more uh, like Reborn is a great song, but it's to be taken a little more seriously than the rest of the album. I just I do I do find that this was him having fun making music with a friend. Yeah. And you get the song with uh, Yasin Bey. Yeah. That's the one where he says he's very Christian, where Connie says he's very Christian. But it was nice to see, oh, shit, most deaths on this. Like, this is someone who worked with him on College Dropout, Pusha T being on the first song. Yeah. That actually has a tie to Montreal, that song. Because he was here yeah. playing the murals. Yeah. And apparently he got a call that he needed a verse right now. Yeah. So Pusha had to book a studio somewhere and, and, and yeah. record a verse and go back to play the murals. Why didn't we go to that concert? Because it's the murals. I don't know what that is. It's a bunch of hype kids going to see a hip-hop concert. Oh, fuck that. Okay, continue. Um, That's funny to me because the album came out the day after. Yeah. Or yeah. the yeah. Or the night. Or, or the, Yeah, something like that. No, because Seagulls came out on a Saturday, I think, if I'm not mistaken. But anyways, a quick verse. Please, I need to put out this album. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, Kid See Ghost is a really good is a really good album. Is it Kid Cudi's best album? Absolutely. Is it Connie's best album? No. Absolutely not. Is it the best of the five? Absolutely not. It was just a showcase of the fun he was having making these albums. Like yes. Yeah. Rushing the fuck out of them and keeping the seven songs yeah. over 20 minutes, under 30 minutes. Yeah. Concept. Yeah. Next up. Next album. Ah, this I'm fucking excited for. Okay. Nas, Nazir. Nas hasn't come out with an album in a couple of years. Since Life is Good. Since Life is Good. So Life is Good came out 2011, 2012. Around there, yeah. 12, I think. Yeah. So we're in 2018. Yeah. Kanye fully producing a Nas album. Nas being in the studio completely with Kanye West. While Kanye West... Pr- produces and picks his samples and his beats yeah this got a lot of backlash a lot of backlash the people that love hip-hop uh the critics uh the other podcasts i listen to the big nas fans the big hip-hop fans all the all what i was getting was this was being shut down it felt like kanye west sent nas a bunch of acapella uh nas sent kanye west a bunch of acapellas and Kanye plays them on songs. Here I go. Is this real? Yeah, this is real. This is all real stuff. No, no, no. This is what people were saying. Okay. That it sounded like. Okay. It sounded like Kanye was somewhere. Nas was somewhere else. Here's my acapellas. Put them on songs. But no, in fact, they, Nas was in Wyoming while Pusha T was recording Daytona mm-hmm. in two different studios in the same house. 
recording their albums at the same time. Mm-hmm. Nas, seven songs. Nas usually puts out, besides Illmatic, songs with 14 and to 25 tracks on an album. Non-consistent, very repetitive, boring at times. This is Nas's, one of Nas's best work. Why am I going to say this? Because the sampling that was used in this, the Slick Rick samples, the beats that were chosen for this felt great to hear with Nas. It wasn't the repetitive, smooth type beat. Beats that are chosen for Nas in some of his albums that don't fit him. The long driven songs. This was well done. It's probably top five Nas albums for me. Wow. Which are? Elmatic. It was written. Stillmatic. Godson. This. Nazir. Sometimes I would put Untitled. Really? Somewhere in there. Yeah, he has some really good songs on that. But I it's put, getting to I my put maybe Hip Hop is Dead. Same four, and then maybe either Hip Hop is Dead or Life is Good. I think Hip Hop is, is Dead is slept fucking on. long, though. It's not that long. It's like, it slept on that album. Yeah, some good tracks. It's like yeah. good tracks on there. The song with the game, the song with Jay-Z. Yeah, the song with Kanye. Yeah. But like, I find in some of those albums, some of those songs, he tries so hard. The song with Will I Am was banging. Yeah. Hip hop is dead. Hip hop is dead, yeah. But this is this is what I want to hear from Nas. I want to hear seven to ten tracks using different style of beats with a lot of sampling. Yeah. This is what I want to hear from Nas. And it's short, so it's not getting repetitive. It's not getting whatever that word is, but it's not getting to the point where I'm just like, okay, I'm, I'm going to turn this off. It's boring. It's boring the hell out of me. This was a well-done album by Nas. And I don't care what people say. If you like hip hop or not, yeah. if you want to fucking complain, what do you want this guy to come out with? Well, I thought it was all right. I didn't love it. That's for sure. I, I, I didn't even buy it. You didn't buy it? I didn't buy it because, I don't know. I just kind of felt like it would be another Nas album that I would put off to this. The side. Put off to the side by Nas. So I, I drew the line at that. Um, I did, I did enjoy it. The first couple of times I heard it, but it yeah, it just became like life is good was the last time I heard like a glimpse of 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 the Nas I like, and then I realized like I don't even listen to that anymore. So maybe he's just not for me. I don't know. I I'd like to like, and the things I want I I want to like Nas more than I like Nas. So. No, I get what you're saying. I just found this was really well done. And I think Kanye producing for him. And again, going back to the sampling. Yeah. Going back to how he was making music back in, in, in the days. And that that's the sound he has, the ear he has for certain sounds fit the artist. And I think he yeah. did a really great job with this. It's probably one of my other favorites of the of the five. Good job on Nas. I'm serious. I'm being no, straight no, no, on you it. like it. It's I fine. think Nas it's did good. a great job. Good for him. He uh, needs that. Next album. 
next album I heard maybe twice. I heard it a handful of times. Tiana Taylor, KTSE, keep that same energy. Um, I think it's too bad because what I'm gonna say is uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna beat around the bush about it. It was the weakest one that came out. Yeah, there was less effort I find put on it by if it was yeah Kanye. Well, he rushed it. He definitely rushed it. He also broke consistency because this one's eight songs. Yeah. So, but like Rose in Harlem was a good track. Yeah. The, like it wasn't bad, but. There's a remix. Yeah. Of one of the songs. That came out a couple of months after. With? Ghostface and Method Man. Oh, really? Yeah. I missed that. I miss that. I, I didn't. Oh yeah. 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 I didn't. I didn't think this was really an album that I needed to go back to more than once. And I think it sucks because she's a great artist. Yeah. And he hyped it up as in like like hey we're finally gonna get something great out of her. Yeah. And then it kind of feels it. It did really sound like he pushed it to the side. And the unfortunate thing about the whole thing is is Nas kind of falls in this bucket with her. But Pusha T released an album that ended up being fantastic. Yep. And then you're getting a new Kanye album and then a Kanye and Cuddy album. Yep. So yeah, of course the Nas that comes after and Tiana Taylor are not going to be as listened to as the other albums that came out. Yeah, and it's said that he chose a lot of the stuff for this and she wasn't happy with it. Yeah. Because apparently he made the al- like the album was made and it was put together in a way she didn't want it to be put together. Which, I could see that being an issue. Yeah. The song, by the way, is Gonna Love Me, which on the album is just Tiana Taylor. But there was a remix that came out after featuring Ghostface Killer, Method Man, and Raekwon. And the music video is awesome. So uh, that sums up the Wyoming Ranch. Five of five, seven songs. And one with eight. So what's your favorite one? Uh, I I could rank them right now. Daytona, Kid C, Ghost, CA, Nazir, Tiana Taylor. Okay, Push, Kid C, Ghost, Nazir, Yay, Tiana Taylor. Now, as we kicked off the conversation, I said, once again, changing the way we listen to the album. Mm-hmm. We don't want to say some artists followed this trend of doing the short album. But there were a lot in 2018 and in 2019. Yes. So there's an artist that I personally really like and love what she did with her album. Tiara Wack. Wack World. Which was 15 songs that all were a minute each. And what happens is. At the end of that minute, whether the song feels done or not, it cuts into the next song. But it, it, it cuts into the next song. It's shaped so that it'll end there and start the next song. It never really cuts abruptly. That came out right at the beginning of this Kanye releases. I think that's a good way to have done a short album because you're toying with the songs. It's different than the way you would listen to a normal album. And in 15 minutes, you're done. You got your story. You got it good. You could play it twice. You could move on. But artists we love also did it. Vincent Staples with FM. Yeah. And Earl Sweatshirt with some, some rap, rap songs. songs. So, 
some rap songs comes out first. Yeah. Somewhat of a surprise release. No, doesn't Vince Staples come out first? No, Earl came out first. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, surprise release. It it was it it's a very weird moody album. You need to be in the fucking mood to listen to it for some rap songs. Yeah, I think it's his best album. Again, the short album, the transition from one song to the next. Yeah, very moody as you say though. Yeah, very moody, and it's very weird too. The beats he chooses for this, the uh, like he went left, but sounds right. Yeah, no pun. The 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 thing with his catalog up until now was that well there was the first mixtape then there was Doris which was very much what we could have expected from Earl it's mm-hmm. very much Odd Future then there's I Don't Like Shit I Don't Go Outside which is his most accessible album yeah and then some rap songs which is I think the way Earl wants to be Earl yeah very weird he's very weird he's very doomy yeah Doom. well Doom uh, was one yeah. of his favorite rappers so he's finally getting he's finally channeling that side of rapping that hey he's staying far away from the odd future sound right he's not even hanging out with these guys i don't think anymore so and then there's the vince staples fm fm which vince staples changes up his sound all the fucking time i said it the last few episodes where we talk about his albums he just always changes his sound this kind of brings it back but doesn't fully bring it back this sounds more how do you want to say it without? Because I hate the term gangster rap, but this sounds way it's more. Very long beach. Very yeah, exactly. Very long beach crip. Gangster rap in this, and it's very short. The songs are two minutes, two minutes and thirty seconds long. Uh, there's like four skits on the album. Like basically, the way he made the album was. It, it was around a radio station where the radio station yeah, was exactly. playing songs. You see there's two skits where they play a new Earl song and a new uh, Tyga song. There's mm-hmm. actually a skit in it where they they do a, a customer, a customer, a, uh, a listener calls in and has to answer a bunch of questions in a couple of seconds and then bang, it goes into another song. Yeah. It's really well done, but very quick, very to the point and very short, but amazing. Yeah, it's a lot of fun that too. For he fucking, this guy, man, makes amazing yeah music. he's on the next level i told you man to me well i said at that time i'm i he's my kendrick to you yeah he just finds new way to new ways to do it it's fun it's always i'm not necessarily a big fan of that one prima donna ep but everything else he's done was always fun different he switched it up i don't care why you didn't like prima donna i thought it was great i just i find it sounds so there's always, like we said, there's always an evolution. It's always changing. Yeah. I find Prima Donna tries to copy the Hell Can't Wait sound. But he, he's singing on it and stuff like that too. Like he. Yeah, but it's 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 not necessarily trending in the. It's it's, it feels the most like more of the same in yeah. his catalog. Hell Can't Wait, Summertime Six was a step up. Hell, then Prima Donna was more of the same, and then Big Fish he went full on like, and then FM is different again. Yeah, FM is fucking great. And yeah, on to the next one. The main well, event. so that's it. So there's a whole thing surrounding this whole release was how it got all fucking Gossip Girl between uh, Drake and the Kanye camp. The main event. Yeah, so what happens at the end of these five albums is Drake puts out Scorpion. 
Yeah. Which, I mean, it's addressing. Well, there's more to it, though. But yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's it's addressing a lot of things involving like him being a father of a kid he doesn't see. One of the biggest beefs in hip hop. And that's it. That's what that's. It's centered around that and this big beef. Yeah. So. Pusha T puts out Daytona, and the last song on the album, Infrared, he takes shots at Drake for having a ghostwriter uh, and him not writing his own music. This is on May 25th when the album is released. Pusha T, end of this, the, the last song on the album, takes shots at Drake. 24 hours later, Drake comes with a song which was brilliant on Drake's part, Duppy Freestyle, Yeah, where he disses Pusha T very lightly and takes a lot more shots at Kanye West because during the Wyoming sessions, before the album's released, Drake went to Wyoming to work on Kanye West's album, Yay. And while he was there, Pusha T wasn't there because apparently Pusha T is not allowed to be there when Drake's around. And wrote, and apparently there's also writing credits for Drake on the Ye album yeah. for one of the songs. But while he was there, apparently Drake told Kanye, I am releasing my album, Scorpion, in June. What did Kanye do? <laughs> Started releasing his, these five albums in June. Which is very like the like, it's very it's dramatic, but I that's fucking that's blackballing, that's punching you right in the side of your head without you noticing. Very very bromance dramatic between those two, but I'm not here to talk about the Kanye stuff. No. So just like that, the ch the charts belong to everyone. Yeah, if you're making music, put it up. But again, hip hop is a very competitive sport so much if you ask me so yeah so so the duppy freestyle that came out 24 hours later takes shots at kanye a lot and very lightly takes shots at Pusha T. so the beef reactivates itself and the beef restarts and there's a line that drake says that aims at Pusha T. it's not it's not big he tells him to stop the, uh, talking about drugs it's getting over talked about, blah, blah, blah. But then takes a shot saying, keep playing with my name and I'm going to let it ring on you like Virginia Williams. Virginia Williams is Pusha T's wife. Mm -hmm. he, they just got engaged. So when, Push, when, when Drake says, I'm going to let it ring on you like Virginia Williams, is taking a shot at Pusha T and his wife. So, three, two days later. I don't see the shot. No, but we'll get to it. No, so, but what's this? I don't. That's the thing. I don't I'm gonna know let that. it ring. I'm gonna let it ring. Ring engagement on you, like meaning, Virginia will Meaning, meaning that it's a it's stupid to get engaged, or you should like. I don't that's know. That's not at all what he's saying. But let it ring on you. I don't get it either, Steve. I, I'm I'm with you, hundred ten percent. What does he say before that? I don't know. It says it says it somewhere here. 
So a couple of days later, Pusha T comes back with a diss. Now, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Is there rules to beefing and diss tracks? I mean, it's all depending on your perspective on beefing with the person. If it's beefing like a Tyler and Aesop did, it's all for fun. Yeah. If it's a beefing that involves going back this, yeah. I find it a bit childish, but then I guess there's no rules. Okay. So Pusha T, so there's the Drake and Pusha T going back at it. Pusha T, a couple of days later, comes out with a diss track called The Story of Adedon. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, I think. Um, aiming back at Drake. Now, we remember the beefs between the Nas's and the Jay-Z's. Jay-Z, Jay-Z's beef with Nas was incredible. The diss tracks were amazing. Yeah. The There was no rules. Jay-Z... Well, they didn't like each other. No, they didn't like each other the same way that Drake and Pusha T don't like each other. Yeah. So the, the cover art for the, the, the diss to Drake was... A picture of Drake yeah. back in the day oh, fuck. with a black face painted. In the wheelchair. He's not in the wheelchair. He's just with it. Well, it's the picture of him in the wheelchair, but it's zoomed in. Yeah, it's zoomed in with a black face. So that's the picture of the song. Pusha T goes, and I'm not being biased. Because I think push it, uh, Drake's uh, Duppy Freestyle when the way he came back at Kanye was actually well done. Well, you're missing the first diss right there on the on the on the artwork of the track. The f- yeah, because he's straight up telling Drake, "You're not really black." Yeah, and so basically, the the artwork is incredible, and for him to picked that as and he picked did you say the beat he picked the beat he picked is the story of oj right where jay-z's using those cartoons in the music video to yeah tell so them. number one already it's one nothing with that and the beat so yeah okay so getting back to the ring thing that so drake said the ring thing about virginia williams so push answer to that in the song is you mentioned wedding ring like it's a bad thing. Your father walked away at five. Hell of a dad thing. Marriage is something that Sandy never had, Drake. How you a winner, but she keeps coming in last place. Monkey suit Dennis, you parade him. A Steve Harvey suit made him. Confused, always felt you weren't black enough. Afraid to grow it because your fro wouldn't nap enough. Since you name dropped my fiance, let him know who you chose as your Beyonce. Sophie knows better as your baby mother. Cleaned her IG, but the stench is on her. A baby's involved. It's deeper than rap. We talking character? Let me keep it with the facts. You hiding a child? Let that boy come home. Dead, deadbeat motherfucker. 
playing Border Patrol. Oh, Adonis is your son, and he deserves more than Adidas press run. That's real. Love the baby, respect the girl. Forget she's a porn star, let her be your world. <laughs> he went at him. Yeah. And destroyed him. Mm-hmm. Not being biased. No, he did. To be one of the best diss tracks of all time. Yeah. Yeah, he did. And it ends there. It ends there. It ends to the point where it could be all fun and games and stuff, but I just, it was very fun to me for this. This was very fun. And you, we had these conversations. Yeah. Yeah. But there is no rules in beef rap. And I don't think there should be ever any rules. It's just pick who you're going up against. Because, and about what? And about well, what? about what I don't think matters. So I think that, yeah, Pusha T just got super next level because of the fact that Drake mentioned his wife and he went to get all this information. Yeah. Well and done. Who gave him the information, apparently. Apparently, Kanye West gave him all this information, which I don't believe. Mm-hmm. And that, well, I could see it. And then Kanye was doing the videos of him walking in the street asking <laughs> to be friends again. So. Apparently it was 40 that was talking to a girl that gave Pusha T all this information. But anyways, hey. they haven't gone, gotten at each other since then, but we know who won. Since then, Drake's made up with his friend Meek Mill. Yep. Was it after this? Uh, was it before this? No, it was, it was after he came out of prison. While they oh, were yeah, talking, yeah, while they were in him. prison, but yeah, yeah. So we have five albums to give. Yep, this was fun. I just had to do that. I've been waiting to talk about that. Yeah, uh, you're gonna go with your five first because I went last week. Now, this is a big year for music. Yeah, it's pretty big. A lot of more like the underground. A lot of more like the like the 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 artists you love, but they're not in the limelight type. Albums that came out too, for me anyway. Yeah. Okay, I'll go with my fives. Yeah, the usual top fives of the year 2018. I've got Eamon Dunes with an album called Freedom. I've got Beach House with the album called Seven. Now, I'm putting this album on my five mm-hmm. because Beach House in 2010 released their album Teen Dream that I put in my five okay. and I think is their best album. And I said that their album... In 2012, 2013, 2012, I believe Bloom was overrated in their catalog. Later, they had two albums in one year, Depression Cherry and uh, another one. Thank Your Lucky Stars, I think it's called. Mm -hmm. And then Seven comes out in 2018. A band like Beach House from pretty much day one. So there's two albums before Teen Dream up until this album have always sounded the same. They had their own sound. Okay, from the first two albums, it kind of was perfected on Teen Dream. And then for four albums, they sounded the same. Mm-hmm. On Seven, they're still in that kind of shoegaze dream pop sound. But it's not the same anymore. And it sounds a little more 
like those Jesus and Mary Chain shoegazy albums. Like, like it's more rough. It's more, there's more instruments going on than just the synth, the keyboard, uh, the synth, the guitar, and the vocals. It's, it's, it, there's more layers to it. Um, they've always been pretty layered, but if you listen to this album compared to the albums in between Teen Dream and now, okay. it's much more of a, uh, it's a step forward for Beach House, and they're a band that don't really do that. So I think it's important to highlight this album, this album in their in their catalog because they went out of their way to do something a little different without going too far away from their their uh, their their signature sound. Uh, third on my list, I've got Mitski be the cowboy. This is my album of the year, 2018. Uh, pretty much a continuation from uh, Puberty 2 that came out in 2016 and was in my fives as well. But this was more of a... Uh, the, the other one was a little more raw. This one's a little, again, more produced, more... I don't know which album I like more of the two, but uh, they're both great. Robin Honey was a complete surprise to me this year because her 2010 album... Body Talk was quite interesting at the time. I personally didn't think it aged well, but everyone's putting it now at the end of the decade very high up because of what it did for pop music this decade. Song-wise, I think Honey's a better album. Um, yeah, I got nothing else to say on that. It's just a really good pop album. And then I got Snail Mail Lush, which is... It's an indie rock solo project by a girl called Lindsay Jordan. Um... She's super young. She's twenty. She's making. Re- she's she does really good songwriting, and she signed to Matador, which is the label that how that had like bands like Pavement on them, and it's very much a nice throwback to that type of '90s indie rock, like kind of raw sounding, very simple, um, and straightforward songwriting. That she does. This is her first full-length album. She had an EP before this. She had two EPs before this, actually. Uh, Sticky and Habit were the two EPs. And now Lush was the first uh, album that got a lot of praise and, and deserves it. It's a really good album. Holds up really well. I think I think it'll hold up really well going forward, too. She has a lot ahead of her as well. But good debut album. Cool. Uh, my five. Uh... I'm going to go with J-Rock Redemption. Mm-hmm. Uh, J-Rock put a lot of work out this decade. This is actually his third album. Uh, his best album being also with TDE. The production value is amazing on this. The featurings are amazing on it. It has more of a flow of uh, where he changes up his flow towards the songs. Uh, he writes the beat super well. Uh, really well done. It's it, it's definitely my favorite J Rock album, and probably one of the best projects from TD uh, of the last few years for sure, hundred ten percent. Number two is gonna be Nipsey Hussle Victory Lap. Uh, when in February when this came out, I was I, w- I was ex- I was waiting for this album. I was waiting for Nipsey Hussle because ever since I would say two thousand thirteen two thousand fourteen, I kept listening to all his mixtapes, Mailbox Money. Crenshaw, uh, Slauson Boy, but he was always saying Victory Lap is going to be my first album, and it took forever and forever to come out, and it finally came up and it held up to what it was supposed to be. 
his first d- debut album really well done the production is incredible on it the featurings are great it actually sounds like an album a lot of work put into it what uh, what I what I just want to throw in is I know you loved his music before he passed because oh. every time I was running I was going like for a CD run you would ask me to check check the Nipsey Hustle check and I'll tell you they don't have your album they don't have this guy does they it doesn't exist it's not you're never gonna have this and so I remember you asking me over and over to check if they had to check if they had to check if they had that at some points I would just go and I text you back they don't have this Nipsey Hustle so that when 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 he died automatically and and Purposely, I wouldn't listen to the album because you would stone me about it like you're doing with Griselda now. So I would purposely not listen to it because you were you were in over your head about this thing that I was like, okay, they, they don't have it. It doesn't exist. Thank you for that. I, I appreciate it. Uh, but yeah, like this... That said, that's no disrespect to his music. No, 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 no for sure, 100%. I, it is very enjoyable music. And I would... Like his, I was waiting for this album for so many years that it finally came out and it held up to being really, really great. And I put it at number seven on my list that year. But going back, it would be top five, top four, maybe even top three because it's so well done, man. It's like, and then and the featuring, the Kendrick Lamar featuring on there being biased as always is incredible. Uh, we'll talk about Nipsey Hussle, uh, Nipsey Hussle later on. Uh, Prime 2, Royce to 5.9 in DJ Premier. Incredible. Royce 49, another artist <laughs> you really love. Yep, Royce to 5.9, lyrical genius mixed with DJ Premier. Gangstar production is just incredible. And this is not the, the, the production of... Uh, DJ Premier, where it's always sampling and cuts and breaks and scratching. Like, he stepped out of the box and he did something super great and went to get different sounds on this mm-hmm. album and just is well well put together. And the last two from the Griselda camp, uh, West Side Gun, Supreme Blyantel. Amazing. Just fucking amazing. Like, I don't even know what to say about this album, but this is consistent from song one till the end of the album. The the bars, the featurings, uh, the wrestling skits. By the way, the album was, it was three titles to the album. There was Supreme Blind Tell with one cover, Chris Benoit with another cover, and God is the Greatest with another, with another cover. This was super well done. Uh, it's 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 not a continuation to fly god but it's he says it kind of is like a a masterpiece like his fly god album and i agree with him 110 percent uh and the last one benny the butcher tana talk three what happened to one and two what do you mean do they exist? Yeah, they're they're mixtapes, but they were they were these were put out way 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 before. Like you can't get these on CDs. But Tino Talk Three, uh, Benny the Butcher. What to say about this album is just it brings me back to 1996, 1997, uh, hip hop, uh, street hip hop, that lyrical craziness. This honestly, out of everything that's come out this decade. 
if I gotta go up and listen to everything over again, Benny the Butcher's lyrical ability is top tier in rap to this day, right now. With this album coming out, it's just crazy. It, it His voice, his flow is just, it's like listening to a masterpiece. It's amazing. And like, if you want to start somewhere with Griselda, if people want to start somewhere with Griselda, maybe not start with West Side Gun because it might be difficult because of his flow. So I wouldn't go Supreme Blind Tell, but I would start off with Benny the Butcher, Tanatok 3. This album is amazing. Amazing. Yeah, there was a lot of good stuff in 2018. Just to highlight uh, like a few other ones that was good, like Ice Age, a punk band from Denmark that I really like, put out an album called Beyondless where they too were trying to switch up their sound from being just raw, fucking full energy, in-your-face punk sounding. They went for something a little more toned down. So if you're into like... Yeah, if you're into if you're into punk music, check out Ice Age if you don't know them already, and and all their albums, they're all really good albums. You made me listen to a couple of Ice Age albums. That's possible. That's Maybe not in full, but I may. Have, yeah, I may. It could be. Yeah, could be. it's good. Uh, Casey Musgraves put out. I I know this is country music, but it's a really nice country music sounding album that has. It's really full of nice sounds. I'm I'm a sucker for like well-produced well-recorded instruments the guitars sound crazy on this it does remind me at times of like a good wilco album so casey musgraves um golden hour was a great album soccer mommy put out an album called clean same concept as snail mail in a way uh really good album and somebody called eve eve tumor safe in the hands of love uh was an artist i didn't i didn't know I picked it up very late in 2018 because there was a lot of praise to this album. And it's reminding me a lot of like early TV on the radio sounding mm. stuff. There's sounds of it that there's sounds in the beat that remind that remind me of Handsome Boy Modeling School. Mm. Dan, the automated Prince Paul working together. It's like, it's very different. I don't like saying it's different, but it's different. It was cool. It was great electronic album. Not type of music I bring up a lot you have any more no I just it's, it, it was a big year like oh Janelle Monet Dirty Computer was a good pop album that I don't think was as good as her first but was a very 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 good pop album very solid body work yeah but she always puts out good music the second one was good but it was kind of not as good just a couple I have. Uh, Rock Marciano put out two great albums that year. Uh, Bitter Dose, Rosebud's Revenge 2, and Behold a Dark Horse. Two great, great projects. Fucking guys, amazing. The way he chooses and makes his beats and the way he could flow on them. It's just like, it's like TED Talk, basically. Yeah, he's good. Um, Freddie Gibbs and Currency. Mm-hmm. Uh Produced by Alchemist, mm-hmm. uh, Fetty. Mm-hmm. Seeing these two guys together was just great. Um, Styles P, Pinero the Ghost put out two albums, uh, G-Host and Dimebag. Mm-hmm. Uh, Action Bronson, White Bronco. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't highlight that one, though. No, we got to be fair. It wasn't a great album. It wasn't a great album, but it was, it was a, after him leaving the major, 
and he did not battle with the album. Like it was still mm. fun. He was still he still yeah. had big body best. He was still acting like a clown. It's still on Bronson it. is what it is. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Mick Jenkins pieces of a man, uh-huh. which was really good. Uh, Jid DiCaprio two. And one that I'm fucking always forgetting and that I went back to is Denzel Curry. Yeah. That was a that was a good album. Mm-hmm. Really good album. And was it his best? Uh it depends. It depends. His new one is actually really, really good. Yeah. Uh it's very short too. Which Another is good. one that followed the short album trend, huh? Yeah. So uh yeah, some really great albums this year, man. Really it brought me back to listening to the hip hop I love. So, uh, yeah, that sums up 2018. Guys, send us your lists. Uh, again, best Hurry albums up. of the decade, best songs of the decade, most overrated album, most underrated album, and best artist of the decade. It's not long to make either. Please send it to us. Um, we have some bad news to announce with all this, I guess. Um, we're putting in a lot of time into this podcast, which is a lot of fun, and we love doing it, and we get really excited about how we could do it. We want to do everything that we can for it, but um, we're kind of bailing on the website. Yep. It's uh, it's it's a lot of work. It's very time-consuming, and to put together uh, something that looks decent where you guys could go see like the top 150 albums of the decade is, is not going to be through a website, but we're still going to do the list. We're just going to post it to our Instagram uh, as clearly as possible for you guys to dive in once the season's done so we're really sorry for promising that um yeah yeah but it's, it, it's fine we're like instagram we're gonna yeah, post at everything some point, on maybe we'll get around to it everybody's on instagram all the time everybody's using instagram nobody's going on dot ca and dot com websites unless they're going to buy something so we're going to continue doing it uh with instagram and it's going to be cool and stuff we're going to do some fun stuff with it yeah so sorry about that but it's going to be the same old thing for a while. Yep. So thank you guys for tuning in. Next week is 2019. We're going to do a year recap. We're yeah. going to switch it up a bit. We're going to give you our top 10 next year. Yeah. Next week. Because we ding. didn't do it yet. Yeah. Ourselves. So we're going to do it through the show. Because we're in 2019. Exactly. And what we're also going to do is include albums that we talk about throughout the year. Because they're albums we haven't ranked yet. Yeah. And are we ranking them or are we going in alphabetical? Or are we just going in any? I'm going. I'm gonna rank them. You're gonna rank? I'll rank yep. them too. I'll rank them too for 2019. So next week, 2019 season finale. Uh, again, thanks for all the support in season two. It was a lot of fun. Um, yeah. See you next week.